You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, host, back with another episode. A very sweet, sweet tooth episode for you today. Uh, it speaks to the soul. Everybody loves ice cream, even sugar-free ice cream or dairy-free. Is there a dairy-free ice cream? Dairy-free. Dairy we free actually don't cream. do sugar-free, but we do do yeah. dairy-free. <laughs> I have a slight dairy allergy, uh, which yeah. I found out Um there's a Six lot of people. Ago. You'd be surprised yeah. how many people. And I never noticed it until I like had a milkshake every day on a recent trip. I was like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I guess I have a small dairy. Maybe my stomach terrible. doesn't like this. Uh, but the person that you are listening to on the other side, uh, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Angela Muir, who is the owner of Boomtown Creamery. Yes. Uh, love your shop. It's Thank just you. Like, and I love like the tr- the car of like whatever it is, the slide of mix, right? You got like six in it, right? Five or six in the slide. You can choose. Oh, in the flights. The yes. flights. Yeah. Yes. Couldn't think of the word. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Instead of just like one. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I think everyone in Oklahoma generally loves ice cream. There's, you know, a huge chain that's obviously around here mm-hmm. that um, that is very well known that people go to that I don't understand why they eat f- <laughs> food there. Ice cream I understand, but like the food, uh, I don't understand. Um, and they have terrible service always. Um, like I said, remain nameless. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Boomtown Creamery, you've been here a couple of years now? Actually, just, three, one. just one. Uh, June was one year. That's crazy. It's yeah. so fast. Yeah. Uh, but it also feels like you've been here a long yes. time. Because yeah. just the amount of times I drive by it or pop in every now and then. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, ice cream makes uh, everything better. Yeah. As, it, as it said on your bio, on your Instagram, <laughs> on, Instagram on your website, it says even if you just had been broken up, you're probably, you know, in yeah. a, if you're just going through a breakup, you're probably diving through a tub of ice cream, which is a fact. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, ice cream is always the answer, is our is kind of our, our yeah. tagline. That's it's, the neon sign, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The neon sign at 23rd Street, it's like, if you want to celebrate something, if your kid got a good report card, mm-hmm. you go get ice cream. If you are going through a breakup, a pint on the couch sounds about right. So, yeah. Definitely sounds about right. It's, uh, 
yeah, I mean, and it's... I'm a big kind of, like, caramel fan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and a raspberry-type, like, yeah. any bear... Not a huge strawberry, but raspberry. Something with a little bit of, like, sour in it, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, Love Sour Patch Kids. Totally unrelated. But um, I, do, I tend tend to go that way, and then cheesecake's huge as well for me. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is you have, what, 20 flavors? 24. 24? Yeah. Four of them are always non-dairy. Okay. So we, like you had said, you know, you mentioned, we have we have two things for our non-dairy friends. We actually sell lactate at the counter. So if you want, if you've ever tried uh, taking a lactate pill before you, you know, it's like an enzyme breaks down the enzyme better. And anyway, so we've got lactate pills if you forget yours, but then we also have four non-dairy flavors. So two of those are oat-based. Yeah. So they're like, a, they taste and have the texture of ice cream, um, but there with an oat milk and then we have two sorbets and the sorbets are fruit based okay. so um they're you know they're like completely allergen friendly and the oat base is really allergen friendly too but there are still some people you know allergic to oats so we've got you know just strawberry and basil and sugar and water that's yeah. it you know mm-hmm. and and you brought your boomtown book with i did you. fantastic book. yeah uh, i was fortunate enough to interview sam when he was on his book tour here once yeah. uh yeah. and was just Awesome, lovely yeah. book, um, great story. Uh, but before we dive into the, you know, we love to kind of find the origin story, right, yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? Mm. What's kind of like, you know, and, and how do we get into being an entrepreneur and mm. figuring out that ice cream is the thing for me? Yeah, sure. So I um, grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Um, I wanted to leave Nashville, Tennessee very badly when I was in high school. So I went to the East Coast for college. So I went to Rhode Island. I went to art school. I uh, really thought I was going to be a fashion designer. I went to school for fashion design. I graduated college. Uh, I made custom wedding gowns for a while. Um, I've kind of always had this like entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, I would say my first business was in the fourth grade when I was charging people on the playground to paint their nails. Um, in the fifth, no, sixth grade, I was actually selling Avon like yeah. to the teachers at school. I was an Avon sales rep. Um, like, you know, ever. I mean, at one point in high school, I went to wholesale clothing market, bought, clo- you know, bought wholesale clothing. Thing. I did like an at-home boutique before it was, you know, now everyone has their own at-home boutique. But, you know, so I've just always like had a really creative drive and I've always wanted to figure out ways to make money with that creative drive and okay. to create things. Um, so after college, I did wedding gowns, realized that brides, normal people with an engagement ring on before their wedding turn crazy so <laughs> they are literal crazy people okay yeah. so I and making their dress is probably like the most stressful thing you yeah. could you could think to do um, and so after quite a few experiences where I just I, I was like you know what I, this is not this is actually not for me um, I then created an accessories line out of recycled coffee bean sacks I've had nine creative lives seriously okay. I've had a lot of a lot of iterations of businesses and I would say a lot of the early businesses didn't quite succeed in the way that you know it's not like I was selling wedding dresses you know to hundreds of people not 
not at all. It was probably 12 dresses in the, in two years. And then um, I made these, like I kind of fell into this, these coffee bean sacks. There's a local coffee company in Kansas City where we lived. Um, and I guess I'm kind of skipping over the fact that I got married in college. <laughs> um, and then um, we moved to Kansas City for my husband's job because he was an entrepreneur. So he opened a pest control company in Kansas City. Okay. Um, and I was making these wedding dresses and I started making these tote bags and everyone loved these tote bags. So I ended up going to wholesale market, selling them. There was like, at one point there was this really awesome department store in Japan that was selling them. Um, but I had become a factory worker. My husband would come home at night and like, we would like be grommeting bags. Like one year, the year that we had our second child, we sold 3000 bags and we made them all. And it was like, okay, we've got to stop this. We have two babies that are 18 months apart and we're making, you know, tote bags in our basement. Like, okay, this has got to stop. So at that point, kind of took a break from um, what I would say real businesses and just started blogging. Um, in 2013, I, I started my creative blog, Handmade in the Heartland, and it was like awesome because it was like I could cook and put recipes on it. I could sew and put sewing projects on it. I could kind of do whatever I wanted. There was no pressure of deadlines of a bride. There was no, you know, customers like bags in Tokyo, you know, all these things. So I just did that for a while. My husband sold his business. Uh, we decided he decided he wanted to go back to school so he went to dental school in 2016 and during that summer before he went to dental school I had this idea that I really wanted to open a shaved ice business in Kansas City I really wanted to open a gourmet shaved ice business where we put ice cream in the middle of the shaved ice no one was doing it in our little suburb and I told him, we kind of had this moment where financially we were kind of in a tight spot. Some things had not worked out business-wise um, on his end, and we had this like amount of money in the bank for dental school. And I was like, I want to spend it all and open a shaved ice business. <laughs> and he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I think it will work. Like, I think it will get us through dental school. I really do. And he like... I don't know how or what faith he has in me, but he said yes, um, which was kind of crazy. And in the, in the summer of 2017, we opened our shaved ice business um, and 500 people showed up opening day, which was kind of like this wild, amazing thing that happened. And for three years, we during the rest of dental school, we did shaved ice we sold that business. And so I kind of feel like Lilo's was like my first sick, real success. It was a business that we started from scratch. We grew, I learned so much doing it. And then we were able to sell it for a profit when we moved. Um, and so that brings us to Oklahoma. So yeah, so we, we moved to Oklahoma because he got a job with a dental group here. And some of our friends from Kansas City had moved to Oklahoma. And so they were like, hey, come down here. It's really great. Yeah. So then we come to 2020, we come to 2020 when we moved here, like during the pandemic. We moved here in May of 2020. Like there is not a worse time to move somewhere. <laughs> to change, to uproot your life and your four children. I, I also skipped over. I had two more kids in those years of shaved ice. I actually had a baby on July 1st, 2019, like in the middle of the summer doing shaved ice. I'm in the hospital. My husband's at a 4th of July event asking me all these questions about how the, you know, and it was just, you know, that's kind of, anyway, that's probably more than. It's an entrepreneur's life. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. And, you know, it's like unpredictable and everyone's like, you you know, that quote of like, you always, you have a plan and it doesn't go like the plan at all. I, I mean, I truly thought I was going to be a fashion designer and make wedding gowns for the rest of my life. And now I'm making ice cream. So, you know, it's just, but it's almost, I mean, it's better than what you planned out, the way things happen. Um, so, yeah, so we moved here in 2020. Did not want to do shaved ice anymore. Was like, no, I'm done. And I actually did something really strange and I got a corporate job, which was so interesting. I um, got a job at Hobby Lobby Corporate and started working in their art department as a designer and stylist. And I learned so much. So 2021, um, I started at Hobby Lobby and I made some really amazing friends who are still, um, I still work with today through Boomtown. Um, but it was just like this really interesting experience for me of like learning how a larger company works and um, seeing the processes and learning some more about, um, you know, just how business works and on a much larger scale. So it was, it was really interesting. But when I was at Hobby Lobby, um, I got bored <laughs> and I kept thinking about ice cream. Um, when we moved here, we had a place in Kansas city, um, that we went to every weekend. Like it wasn't a date if we didn't end up at Betty Ray's. And when we moved here, we tried all the ice cream. Like we literally went to every single place that sells any type of frozen dessert. We tried it all. And we just like always felt a little disappointed because it wasn't like Betty Ray's. And I just thought, oh, the city, like the city needs a really good ice cream place. Like I really want a good ice cream place here. And I kept thinking about it and I'm kind of one of those people. It's just like the shaved ice. Like if I have an idea and I really want to do it, it's, it's going to happen sooner than later. And so, um, kind of, I was, I was still at Hobby Lobby and I found the a commercial real estate listing. So I was, I found this real estate listing for the 23rd street store and I sent it to my husband and he's like, I think you need to learn how to make ice cream. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, the details, I'll figure it out. <laughs> like, this is the spot. This is, I know it. This is the spot. And so the next day I had found a three day workshop in New York, um, for commercial ice cream making. And I sent it to him. It was two weeks later in December. I was like, can I go? And he's like, sure. And I think at that point he knew like, okay, like this is where we're going. Like this is, this is what's going to happen. Like there's no stop in this train now. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was December of 21. Um, January 22, we signed the lease for 23rd street and opened in June. Yeah. And now you have three locations now too, right? We do. Two others. You kind of yeah. assumed two others recently? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we did. So we have a South OKC store at 104th and May and then an, uh, a small Edmond store on um, 5th Street, kind of okay. downtown Edmond. Yeah. To, there's a lot to unpack there, <laughs> which I love because like while, while you're speaking, I'm like writing all these notes yeah. and like just things to unpack. Where does your craftiness come from? Like we're, we're, you know, because clearly that's a yeah. theme for you oh, growing yeah. up. Like for sure, and also a mom and dad entrepreneurs growing up. Um, so my mom, so my parents were divorced, and my mom, uh, dad had a really stable sales job my whole life, and then um, my mom is very crafty, very creative. Um, she did own her own business as well. So yeah, for sense. sure comes and that craftiness, like we were always making things, um, always doing crafts. Yeah, yeah just always yeah. kind of 
yeah, doing things. And I don't know. I was always like, I wanted to be different when I was younger. I really want, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to wear clothes that anyone else had on or like, I, I mean, that, and that's kind of like gone away. I don't really care about that anymore. But when I was younger, it was like the clothing aspect was like, I want to be, I want to be different, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that different in a like high fashion different or just different in general. I think I thought it was high fashion, right. you know, you and I well, it is kind of funny. I, I was, you know, especially in high school, I was like really obsessed with, with fashion. I read every, I read every Vogue magazine every month. It came cover to cover, read every article. And then I went on this graduation trip to Italy and on the Island of Capri bought a Prada bag, like a really tiny one. Cause it was the, you know, all I had money for, but I just felt like amazing. Like my life was like at a peak at that moment, you know? And it's funny. Cause like, as I've grown up, you know, as an adult, it's like those things really don't matter to me anymore. It was somewhere after college, a couple years, and I was like, gosh, I don't care about fashion that much anymore. Like, I want to look nice and presentable, but that's just not, like, that's not a priority anymore. Um, and I kind of, like, grew up into realizing, like, I want to I want to help people. I want to be around. Like, I want relationships to matter. I want to provide, you know, right now it's like I want to provide jobs for people where they enjoy their work and they enjoy coming to work and and that kind of thing. But yeah, definitely growing up, it was um, just always making things and then trying to sew or make clothing that was different, you know, so I would be different. I mean, why do you want to get out of Nashville so much too? Obviously Nashville is probably not what it is now. Oh no. Right? Okay, let me just tell you. (laughs) Nashville has changed so much. I go home, um, my dad and stepmom still live there and so we go home, you know, every once in a while and I'm like, this is a different city. I mean, it is the cool place to go right now. I mean, and when I was growing up, it was still cool, but it was more like the country music place. Um, I don't know. I just, I just felt like, uh, I, I felt like it was a small town, but it wasn't, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to be independent so badly. Like I wanted to just go and be, be somewhere new where I didn't know anyone and and start my own life, I guess. So you choose Rhode Island. (laughs) Far away as possible. and um, the tiniest state there is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we. Well, I went to Rhode Island School of Design, yeah. so it's an art school, and and I, I wanted to go to California. Actually, I had all these schools that oh, I wanted yeah. to go. Yeah, what were your choices? Um, well, I, I had all these schools that I was going to apply to, uh-huh. and then my dad took me to visit RISD, and on the campus, like I was like, it was like angels singing. Like I was like this is where I have to go. Like, this is it. And so early on, I got a full ride to ASU and I was like, okay, well, if I don't get into RISD, I'll just go to ASU. That seems like a fun school. It'll do. Um, but I, I got into RISD, um, thankfully, and yeah. was able to go there. So does the school, for people who don't know the yeah. fashion world and, and school fashion world yeah. as well, is is RISD quite a prominent school in that? Yeah, I mean, I would say like Parsons in New York is a little bit more well-known. RISD is more of like a fine art school and the apparel program is great and there's lots of people that um, that have graduated. Nicole Miller is a big name that went to RISD. Like there's quite a few. And then if you go into the fashion industry and like all the people who work there, I mean, there's a lot of RISD grads. But yeah, it was just, I mean, and it's so close to New York. Like, you know, so then when I when I graduated and all my friends were moving to New York or LA and I was moving to Kansas City, my friends were like, where are you going? Like what the middle, like what's there, you know? And, and I will say I was a little depressed for the first several months after leaving. Um, because it was like, what, like, what am I doing with my life? You know? Uh, but like I said, like things happen through your life and you realize like, Oh, this is better than what 
than what I what I had planned, what I wanted originally. You said you got married in college? Mm-hmm. How'd you meet your husband? Uh, we met in Nashville. Um, in between my freshman and sophomore year, we met at church, and um, we dated long distance. He was in Utah, and I was in Rhode Island, so we were long distance for two years. Um, got married in between my junior and senior year, and then he moved, you know, we moved back to Rhode Island for my senior year. Okay. And then that's when he started forming the company with his best friend from high school, and then um, we moved to Kansas City to start the pest control company. Gotcha. So, and he was actually going to med school, and then we kind of changed plans, and he decided to do the pest control company. Yeah. So the dental thing came. Well, dental yeah. thing wasn't as so much as a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we always yeah. knew pest control was like a means to an sure. end. It's kind of like it's a weird industry where p- people just build these companies and sell them um, to Terminex or Orkin or like big. It's it's just it's a weird little industry. Interesting. Um, so we always knew it was a means to an end. We'd do it for so long, and then yeah. he'd he'd do something different. Yeah. So 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 the shaved ice thing. Yeah. Is there like, uh, like, is it quite a competitive business? Is there certain, like, I heard stories with the shade dice business being like, it's very, like, you can only be open certain time, like, yeah, so is it's, that right? Well, it's temporary, first of all. Like, it's, it's yeah. seasonal and temporary, which is kind of amazing, yeah. right? You only run this business for three and a half months or three months of the year, and then you get to close it, put it away. You know, it's super fun. But um, why is it? Why is that other than the weather? Because people don't want it. They, like, literally don't it want it in the winter. Like, as soon as school starts, people are like, that's a summer treat. Like, people will still eat ice cream, but shaved ice, that's super yeah. cold. It is like, it is such a summer okay. thing. It's just so. funny. I will say there's like chains like Bahama Bucks that have done well year round in really hot weather like Florida. June, July, August is where it's at. Yeah, like we would open Memorial Day and close Labor Day. Like it was literally just a summer thing. Um, yeah. So I think Oklahoma, it's funny when we moved down here, there's a shaved ice shack on every corner in Oklahoma. Literally every corner. In Kansas City, there wasn't. There, w- there was a hole in the market. There was not one in our little suburb. And so it was like, I we mean. We even have trucks driving around with yeah, shaved ice. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Ice cream trucks, shaved ice trucks, Yes, right? yeah. yeah. Like, there's just a million little shaved ice shacks. Yeah. And so it was like, well, here in Oklahoma. So that's when we moved here. I was like, no, I'm not doing that here. Like, no way. There's there's a, there's a already a ton of them. But in, in Kansas City, there wasn't. Yeah. And so it was like, this, I think this could be really good. And it's, shaved ice is one of those businesses that doesn't take a lot of money to start. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So, and it was just, I used, it was, that was kind of like, I feel like everything in my life has kind of taught me something to get me to the next thing. And so when I was blogging, I went to all these blog conferences and took all these online courses for, um, social media marketing and how to, you know, how SEO and all of these things. And it was like, Oh, like I can t- and learn photography and all these things, you know? And then I was like, Oh, I can totally use this and make a business. And so like, I always credit the reason that people showed up to a business that they had never, that was brand new was because I took good photos. I created a good logo, like design, like design's kind of the backbone to everything I do. Like that's where, that's where it started, you know, and that's where, that's where we go, you know? And so that's in my, in my opinion, it's kind of the hook that gets people somewhere, you know, your product has to stand up to it once they get there, but that's kind of how you get people in the door. Yeah. And then a killer logo always goes a long way too, right? Because then you branch off into hats and Mm -hmm. apparel and, uh, a friend of mine and a friend of the podcast too is um, uh, Bailey from Bondi Bowls. Oh, I love her. Yeah, super. And just like yeah. seeing what they've done. Yeah, she's like, amazing. But also on the merch side as well, yep. like she gets it too. Like yep. you said, it, it, there's a lot of logo stuff that and branding and design that goes a really long way. 
um, yeah, it, uh, it's not, you know, it's not just, obviously you've got to have a good product, yeah. but everything else brings people back to. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always say with Boomtown, like we're creating a whole experience, you know, it's not, it's not just a scoop of ice cream. Like it's, it's so much more than that. Yeah. So the book, do you pick the book up when you're on your way, like thinking, I'm going to Oklahoma City, I need to learn about the city? No. How does that come about? Yeah. So that's really interesting. So when I was um, working at Hobby Lobby, um, my good friend Shay, who actually still does all of our photography for Boomtown um, to this day, Shay was, I was a, he was on my team and he was my photographer and we just um, became friends and he's like, you should really read Boomtown. Like being new to Oklahoma City, this was before I had even had the thought of ice cream. You know, he's like, yeah, you should read this book because we were just talking about books I think and he's like you should read Boomtown and I was like okay I'm gonna read it you know and I will say I in 2021 I did not feel like Oklahoma City was home I still miss Kansas City I mean the whole May to December of I mean literally I started in March of 21 at Hobby Lobby we had moved in May I hadn't even been here a year and COVID and then it was during COVID so I really hadn't even met many people and everyone's wearing masks at school my kids I mean it was just a really it was a really hard move um and so I still didn't feel like it was home I still was like okay when can we move back to Kansas City you know that's where my head was and I have to say reading Boomtown like I don't know it connected me to the city in such a different way um and even like, I think some people read this and like love the thunder parts, right? Cause that's kind of feels like what it's mostly about, but like all of the other parts are what I loved more. I thought that the, you know, the basketball part was interesting and, and just knowing that how that's how the thunder really put Oklahoma city on the map in certain ways. Um, and understanding that, um, but like all of the, like the land run, no idea. You know, you learn that in Oklahoma history, I'm sure when you're growing up here, but I learned about, you know, um, Davy Crockett and like, you know, I learned about the Tennessee volunteers. Like I learned Tennessee history growing up. So I had no idea about this and it was just fascinating, you know, like the whole history, the land run, all of the history that he writes, Sam does such a good job of writing in a way that's like super interesting. And so I just felt, you know, this, the, the part about the bombing, the chapters about the tornadoes, like all of it, just like, I don't know, tugs at your heart and makes you like kind of see like, oh yeah, like I've experienced these same type of interactions with people at work and people at church and people in Oklahoma. And you can kind of like connect it to like the book and how like, oh, like this is a really great place, you know? So after reading it, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I just felt it really helped me feel like Oklahoma was home. And then several months later, um, I'm telling Shay, uh, who told me about the book, I'm telling him like, I'm going to open an ice cream store. And he's like, what? You know, and I'm like, I'm going to open an ice cream store. It's going to be really good, you know. And he, um, and we, I kept like, my husband and I were trying to come up with names and there were several different names on the table. And Shay was like, you know, Boomtown, like no one's used it. And you know, Boomtown's a pretty sick name. And I'm like you're right. Like Boomtown Creamery. Cause I was going back and forth. Like we didn't really know like 23rd street location was definitely like my number one, but there was also a location on Broadway and a location in the Paseo. And so I kind of was thinking like Broadway Creamery or the Paseo Creamery or something like that. And it was like, no, it's Boomtown. Like it's Boomtown Creamery for sure. And I love that. Like, you don't even have to say Creamery for most people who know us, like they're just going to Boomtown, you know? And so it's just become like, I love, I love it. And kind of a full circle moment for us was in October, Sam. So I reached out to Sam. I think I tagged him in something on Instagram and he messaged back and he was like, Hey, like, I'd love to come see it when I'm in town. And I'm like, yes, you know, like, yes. And he's like, I'd love to do a book signing. I'm like, yes. 
So he came um, in October for something, and then he did a book signing at the store. We had him in, and it was just really fun. And I think, like, I brought my copy because he wrote, like, the sweetest thing in it. Like, he, it just, like, made me so happy. Because, like, you know, in my mind, like, he's the celebrity who writes for the New York Times and everything. And he's like, to Angela, it is one of the coolest facts of my life that there's an ice cream shop named after my book. And, like, he was, like, totally, you know, excited about our store. So it was just, it was a fun moment. For Full sure, circle. I love it. Yeah, uh, one of my, talking about the land, the land run. One of my favorite stories in the book is when he decides to walk in like a hundred degrees. Oh my gosh, I know <laughs> from like way far south to like you're like oh, and you know what's funny when he came to the store, he was like staying somewhere downtown and walked yeah, to Twenty Third yeah. Street. Like he just always walks. Like walk. That's a yeah. New, I guess that's a New York thing. Right? Yeah, I mean yes, but like as he says in the very beginning of the book, like you're gonna need a car. You're gonna need to rent a car at the airport because you can't get around without one yeah. in Oklahoma City. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, um, yeah. And, and then, like I said, you get to use everything that's in that book, right? You kind of use it as an anchor point. Yeah. For as far as design, mottos. Yes. And, and then, because that obviously helps you tie into the city as well. So yeah. Like, it, and, you know, when, when Shay's like, you should use Boomtown. Yeah. It's not just the name. There's yeah. so many other things yes. in the book that people have read and know about that tie into all the stuff that for sure city anyway and when we were planning our menu you know there was certain it was like okay how can we pull in some Oklahoma names you know um, how can we like chocolate tornado it's our number one flavor you know it's a dark chocolate ice cream with like fudge brownies fudge swirl chocolate chunks and like that and it's like okay you know most people just call it chocolate fudge brownie but like we're gonna we're gonna call it chocolate tornado and so we and we do that often um, a new flavor uh, that we have is called uh, and I came up with the name because I'm so frustrated driving down 40 I drive from our new production facility. We built a really big kitchen because now that we have three stores, we make everything in a central, it's I-40 and Meridian. We have a central facility and then we, we deliver it out to the stores. And between four on 40 between Meridian and getting back to 23rd street downtown, there's a lot of potholes on the interstate. Okay. It's terrible. It's over a bridge. There's a part of the bridge. Yeah. Both that, lanes. <laughs> and it's so bad. And I texted chef Kaylee, our chef. And I was like, Come up with a flavor for pothole paradise because we need a name. I've got the name. Like we need a pothole paradise. Right. And so she came up with this really, really fun flavor. So it's just, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to tie back to Oklahoma as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me about going to um, New York mm. for your, you know, once you, when, once the husband says, yeah. All right, go for it. Yeah. Three days. Yeah. Learn how to make ice cream. Yeah. What's your knowledge at that point of ice cream? And then tell me about the experience going out there and learning really deep dive in. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it was 12 hour, 18 hour days learning yeah. ice cream because three days is not a lot of time to learn. Yeah. Um, so what's really interesting is that the man who taught these workshops, he invented cookies and cream in 1978. Wow. Okay. So his name is Malcolm Stogo. He's like in the ice cream hall of fame. He is very old okay and he has an assistant that like kind of that helps him um but he's just kind of this living legend it was just kind of fascinating so going into it like I knew I wanted to 
make an ice cream store, right? I knew we were going to, I knew I was going to create an ice cream store. I knew that's what I was going to do. And I had no idea how to make ice cream. Like, I, I mean, obviously I know that it's like milk, cream, sugar, like these things. Right. But like, I, I remember in Kansas city when we let, we went to Betty Ray's, we probably ate Betty Ray's ice cream more than we ate our own shaved ice. Okay. Like there's just only so much you can eat shaved ice, but ice cream you could have every day. Right. And so I remember Matt saying like, don't you want to make ice cream one day? And I'm like, Oh no, that sounds so complicated and so hard and it's science. And so going into it, I'm like, I've got to figure this out. Like I've got to learn. And it was just the best thing I could have done. Um, so he, he has this whole little mini ice cream production facility in his basement of his house. And it's outside, it's in orange, New Jersey, actually, it's right outside the city. And he, and so you just spend the whole day with him and he literally, he has multiple machines and he teaches you how to make it and he teaches you how to use the machines and he teaches you like, um, how, I mean, just all these different recipes and kind of, it just gave me a really good starting point and knowledge of like, I was confident enough to be like, okay, I can do this. And he kind of like lets you call him after and like kind of consult with him a little bit. And then I made some other connections, um, in the industry, really my, my biggest, um, mentor right now has been, um, so Malcolm was awesome. Um, and then I met Chad who owns ice cream stores in Idaho and he has kind of been my mentor. He's been doing it for a lot longer than me. And so he's like, been, like I call him all the time, especially that those first like six months and was like asking him a million questions. So he's like generous to be like, you know, helps, helps his students. He kind of takes on consulting for, for new ice cream stores. And so those mentors are just like invaluable because it is, you know, you think like, well, it's a restaurant, it's a dessert place. It's like a bakery or something, but it's not like it is different and ice cream you know I remember the first batch of peanut butter I made we moved into the every everything I feel like is always first of all when you're building out a store construction never is on time okay it's very frustrating we were supposed to open in April and then we were supposed to open in May and then it still wasn't finished and so I didn't open until June 22nd but my kitchen wasn't finished until June 18th and I was opening on June 22nd so I literally made ice cream for like 18 hours a day to get ready for it but the first batch of peanut butter I made it came out of the machine like horrible it came out like foamy and I was like what what happened like what's wrong with this ice cream you know and so I, and like thankfully like I knew Chad and so I like sent him a video of it and he's like what did you do and I'm like I don't know what I did like help me I'm opening in two days you know and he's like I think you put you know but like it was like the fat content was too there was too much peanut butter in it and I overprocessed it. Like there was all these things. Right. And so this also is the ultimate reason why I hired chef Kaylee. Cause after the first summer, like last summer I was making all the ice cream, running the store, managing the staff training. I mean, I was literally doing everything and, and it went well, right. The opening at 23rd street went well. And so finally by August, I'm like, okay, like I've got to hand something off and I want to hand it off to someone who knows more than me about something. Right. And so the kitchen is what I want to hand off. Like I want to bring in someone, I want to bring in someone who knows about the fat content and this and that, that I didn't go to culinary school, you know? And so that was like probably the most, like the best decision of 22 that I made other than opening the store, like hiring her was like key. It takes the weight off your shoulders, right? It does. And also, like, you know, for someone who is an entrepreneur and that first hire is is such a key hire. Yeah. And it's something that lets you go focus on the marketing, the other stuff, dealing with employees, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. For sure. Rather than, like, stressing, are you making ice cream for 18 hours every day? Yeah. You know, and not being able to lift your head up and look at the big picture and future of the business. Right. 
Right. And I think it was important. I kind of have this motto of like, I want to do everything in my business before I hire someone else to do it. Like I'm going to scoop the ice cream first. I'm going to deliver the ice cream first. I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to make the ice cream first because I want to know how I would do it. But then I want to hire someone better than me, hopefully, and they can, they can improve it. Yeah. You know, well, with the place in um, Betty Ray's in yeah. Kansas city, did it kind of, what, what were the things that you wanted that, yeah. and, and, and things that I you wasn't wanted, finding? Things, yeah. Things you yeah. wanted, but also things that you just made your own too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So I wanted like chunky ice cream, okay. right? Like when you go to the grocery store and buy Ben and Jerry's, like there's tons of cookie dough in that ice cream, right? Or they're like the, um, the Jimmy Fallon one that they did for a while that had like the chips and that like, I like stuff in my ice cream. And that's one thing I wasn't finding in Oklahoma city. Like I want brownies and I want cookies and I want stuff in my ice cream. And then I also wanted something that was exciting that had change. Like that's probably another theme in my life is like, I'm always, I always am like changing. Like I always want to change things. Uh, when I was growing up, it was like I always wanted to rearrange my room I think every month I like rearranged the furniture in my room you know and then um like I used to change my hair like you know every three months or something like I just always am changing right so when I go into an ice cream store like I want something new to try like I don't want to get now there's a lot of people who are like I just want my cookies and cream okay I, I've got that for you okay Oklahoma I have cookies and cream I will never take it off the menu you don't have to worry and it, and, and it does bother me a little bit that it's our for our best seller but I'm also going to have something really cool for you to try and just try something new because we like, so that's one of our goals is to like have new flavors, push people in Oklahoma city to kind of try something different than they, that they wouldn't before. Yeah. So, yeah, cause people where creatures have it. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And a lot of the time, you know, people aren't like you in Kansas city going there every weekend. Yeah. Like if you're going somewhere every weekend, you got, you can, you pretty much try everything. Yeah. yeah. But most of the time, like yeah. maybe, maybe if it is once a month or once, yeah. a month, you know, they, they just, it's, it's a safe bet to have For sure. cookies and cream, right. Or, you know, whatever it is, chocolate or whatever it is that you go to is. Yeah. But if you're listening, try something else. <laughs> um, you won't regret it. Yeah. You won't. I promise. You know, and, Sometimes we have, like, I will say one of the first flavors that Chef Kaylee did that I would never have come up with, but I loved it. It was a Persian flavor. We called it Persian Rose. And it was a rose flavored ice cream with candied cardamom pistachios in it. And it was so good, you know, but I never would have come up with that flavor. And I was right. like, yes, you're amazing. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> is there any, you talk about um, cookies and cream being a bestseller. Is, yeah. there, is there some that are just like, that you think just stand out flavors that like no one will take it? Like, you're like, why isn't this selling? Like, why didn't this do better? Well, you should try this because it's such a hidden gem. Is yeah, yeah. Ones that just like. You know, I feel like we go through all our fla flavors pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've had some new flavors that haven't so so we do seasonal so we have yeah. we have 16 flavors that are always in the case okay so like bananas foster is kind of a surprise one to me because like my husband and I loved it we roast I mean it's it's a long process we roast yeah. bananas um for hours and then put them into the base and then we make a banana rum sauce that we like swirl throughout and I didn't I didn't know if people would love it or not and people right. do um so yeah I don't like I feel like all of our classics like have I mean that's why they have stuck around right yeah. Thunder Road actually was one of our first flavors. It was a take on Rocky Road. Didn't sell very well. So I was like, okay, let's let's switch it out with something that is selling. Like Lemonberry Bliss was supposed to be a seasonal and go away, but we kept it because, and you know, so we do that. Like if something, you know, really like people are 
like obsessed with it, then we'll just keep it and kind of move something that didn't sell as well. Um, we had a really fun savory flavor for um, April Fools, and Chef loved it. And she, she, I think she was a little personally offended that it didn't sell more. It was a pimento cheese ice cream. <laughs> And, and uh, I, I told her, I'm like, this is not going to sell, but I, we can put it in the case because it's April Fool's and it's fun. Um, but we actually served it with potato chips. You could get potato chips with this. So it was almost like a dip. But like, anyway, it was delicious. But but Oklahomans did not. Yeah. Love it. Can't see that. Maybe around <laughs> Masters Week down in Georgia. Well, and it was Masters Week too, was Masters Week because okay. it was April, and so we yeah, like we're right. like it's Masters, and but yeah, it didn't, it didn't. We actually, yeah, it didn't go over well, but it was still, you know, it's fine. Yeah. We didn't make a ton of it. Well, that's what seasonal is for, yeah. right? Seasonal is yeah. for you know practice mm-hmm. or, or like testing or trialing something. They like like said the one that stayed, the lemon one. Like yeah, you know, it's a great excuse. Well, there's just so many there. flavors to make, right? Like Kaylee and I, we have a, a shared note of all of our ideas of like, it's like flavor ideas yeah. you know and we just have Endless. like yeah yeah uh you've also done some collabs as well in the first yeah. year you have one with jb yeah right i'm yeah. seeing that one yeah uh, i'm sure you've done others too but it, that kind of something that you want to focus on going forward and mm-hmm. have like it makes sense it mm-hmm. seems like a no-brainer you mm-hmm. know and, and people do it in the brewery world yeah and, exactly you know and, and not just like among other you know breweries or whatever it's great to like cross yeah different like obviously you and jb and yeah. other stuff like that um I understand it. it makes total business sense. Yeah. Uh, and then also you're opening up to their market too, yeah. right? Yeah. So you get two for one effectively. Um, how's that been doing the collaborations and then do you have any others coming up that you're excited about? Yeah. So it's, I love it because it's just super fun to, I mean, I'm a people person. Yeah. I love to meet new people. So, and then when I do meet someone, it's like, oh, like let's work together. Let's do something fun together. And um, it's just been, and it's really fun with ice cream. So to, to get people to make, so JB's was really interesting because, um, so he opened Eastside Pizza House. They have black crust. They use activated charcoal. We're like, okay, we can use that in ice cream. And we did his a complete mystery flavor. So people had to try it. Like, even the staff didn't know what was in it. So, and it had a spicy raspberry jam so it was like a kick um so it was like a spicy ice cream which is and it was in february so for black history month and it was just a really fun and so it was like okay moving forward like we want to do this and you know it was really important for me to like be able to open up to new communities that may not that are not that are not my audience right that are not in my in my circle and to let them know that like this is their ice cream shop too right this is for the entire community for everyone to feel comfortable in um and so like our better together we did a pride flavor with the guys from Craig's Emporium that was super fun. Um, this rainbow layered ice cream that took the kitchen way too long to make, but it was delicious. You know, um, I'm super excited. You know, we've got one of my one of my favorite local celebrities is um, our mayor, Mayor Holt, and we've got we've got a flavor coming up with him soon. So that's going to be a really fun fun thing to work on. Is he a big ice cream guy. He, you know, what's really funny is we asked him the first time we met with him, what's your favorite flavor? And he said, what do you think he said? Vanilla. He did. He said vanilla. And I was like, here, Holt. Come on. <laughs> Good 24 in the case right now. He said vanilla. And I will say our vanilla is delicious. But like vanilla, 
okay. But then we, we kind of talked more and his flavor is um, actually, he was telling, I was like, okay, tell me about like memories with desserts. Do you have fam? Like, do you have a family dessert? Do you have like, what, do you, what? And he's like, oh, well actually we go to the Jersey shore where his wife's family's from. And he loves this cherry water ice vanilla soft serve swirl. Okay. So we're kind of doing a play on that for his flavor and it's really good. Yeah. So it should, it'll be, it'll be in the case, um, probably around black Friday. Okay. So yeah. 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 So yeah. we're excited about that. And yeah, I mean, we've got, um, really anyone in the community who wants to like partner with us, like we think it's fun and like reach out and sometimes we can do it and sometimes we can't, yeah. um, just depending on the timing and everything, but it's, it's just fun to work with other people and to not be siloed into like, this is, this is all we do. This is the only thing we do. Like right. we want, I mean, community is one of our core values sure. to, you know, be a space for the community to come and enjoy and, and, but also to reach out and, and help others. Yeah. We obviously you haven't been here that long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, although you've been here a little longer, obviously, than the business. Um, right. Do you see getting to a spot where, like, husband's got to move next, he's got a new job in wherever, mm-hmm. and you sell the business, or you mm-hmm. think this is home now, and mm-hmm. may- maybe we'll go make more locations, or mm-hmm. have, what, what's the plan? Um, I will tell you this. I will not move my children again. Because <laughs> you have four now, right? I have four. Yeah. My oldest is in seventh grade. And, but I will tell you my second, I tell this to my, I wouldn't even move to Edmond, honestly. I would not move houses because when moving my kids, like it was like, especially for my second daughter, it was just traumatic. It was a really, I mean, she cried every day for a year. Aww. It was heartbreaking. It was so bad. And so I'm like, nope, we are here until we're empty nesters in that house in Piedmont. Now I wish that I would, I mean, okay, I like Piedmont, but it is 30 minutes from any one of my stores. Yeah. <laughs> and so I love our community. I love our neighborhood. I kind of wish I would have moved a little closer to the city when we first moved here because like I said I I will not even move houses because you know with kids it's kind of like if you moved school districts you might as well move states so no we're here I mean my husband is super happy with his job with his patients with he's got a a dental practice in Yukon um you know the big picture goal for Boomtown is we would like more locations now that we have our central facility we have the space for it um you know I've I've always said five to six kind of stores in the metro is my goal I don't really have a big desire to go outside of Oklahoma City. You know, it's kind of interesting, like almost every city has its own small batch ice cream shop. Even Tulsa has a several. And so I just kind of want to be here, be, you know, when you think of going out to get good ice cream, <laughs> I hope you think of going to Boomtown. Yeah. That's the goal. And just be then in those little districts and yeah. pockets so people don't have to drive, like you said, yeah. 30 minutes to wherever yeah. you're at. Because um, the truth is, is ice cream time. is a neighborhood yeah. thing. I mean, it's a, it's a matter of convenience and it's kind of a, your neighborhood where, you, where you're going to go get your ice cream. Um, we do have people that travel for us on the weekends for date night and stuff like that, but really we want to be in your community so you can come after school and on Friday, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Exciting times. Yeah. Uh, and worth driving from Piedmont. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's kind of funny because I'm up that, not in Piedmont, but I'm yeah. up that way as well. Yeah. Um, so I totally get what you're talking about. Every day I drive 30 minutes somewhere. Yep. It's yeah. It's like 25 <laughs> minutes. Everywhere from, every, anything from my house is 25. I'm like, okay, we just, I've gotten used to it. But I will say my neighbors and friends in our community are like, when are you going to have one closer to us? And I'm like, I know, trust me. Yeah. I want one closer to us too. Yeah. Well, it'll happen, I'm sure, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but that's the good thing too is like you said you have that central kitchen now yes 
you have capacity to grow. Right. It's just waiting on the time and the locations to pop up. and Yeah. And just, we need some time. You know, I think our staff, I've promised our staff no stores in 24 because we need some time to really like hone and perfect and build the three stores that we have, but I'm not making any promises for 25. (laughs) We're going to have six in 25. No, I will never open two at the same time again. Our two stores this year open two weeks apart. There was a week... There was a week you were of kind of forced into that though, right? I was. I was. Like, I that was, wasn't a decision. Yes. That was just like a, a matter. I mean, it was a decision, right? Like I did decide to acquire the other sure. company, but I would never have chosen if that opportunity had not come to yes. do too. But there was there was a week before Edmund opened that I was I was sleeping from nine to midnight, and then I would go make ice cream from twelve thirty to 10 a.m. And then I would go like finish the store and then I would go and because the staff would come in at 10 and make ice cream. And so we were like making ice cream and for like a week, like I slept like three hours every night. 24/7. It was, it was wild. And then I crashed and then I just crashed, the things but it's you worth do it to be a business owner. <laughs> right. Right. There's a quote, like I quit my nine to five so I could work 24 hours. Yes. Yeah. True. And you, you speak to Shay and your friends at Hobby Lobby. Like, what are you doing? You're like, I've slept three hours. Yeah. I'm making yeah. ice cream. Yeah. All the time. I'd love to go back to my night. <laughs> <laughs> and have a weekend off. Uh, yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Well, is there anything else you want to kind of do? Have we missed anything? Is there anything else that um, that we've missed that you want to finish with? I don't think so. With? Yeah. Um, websites, boomtowncreamery.com. Yeah. You have South Oklahoma City, Moore area, Oklahoma yep. City, 23rd Street, and then in Edmond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we do, we're on DoorDash. So DoorDash pints, we do pints, um, okay. takeaway pints, and all of our flavors of pints are on DoorDash for all three locations. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of fun. You know, if you're at home and you don't want to drive, you can just DoorDash a pint or two. Catering too? Yes. Okay. Events are that's a big right. deal. That's right. We first met at TED Talk yes. because you had your car. Yeah. Which obviously yeah. TED Talk, thankfully, was just down the street for you too, yes. which yeah. is perfect. But yeah, we, we love events. So I'm actually tonight I'm delivering 200 scoops to a sorority party in or- in Norman. So yeah, we can d- yeah corporate events, weddings, all the things. Okay. Yeah. So if you're listening and you want Boomtown at your wedding because maybe yeah. that's where you went on your first date. Yeah. We'll take care of it. Yeah. Uh, it can be done. Well, Angela, thank you so much. Thanks for coming in, sharing your story. It's thank incredible. I uh, wish you all the best uh, for the rest of the year. wish you all the best next year. No yeah. stores next year. Just um, perfecting everything you do have and then look out 25 (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for having me of course Uh, for people listening I'll put the link to uh, Boomtown's Instagram Uh, you should go read the book if you haven't read the book either Mm -hmm. as well and we sell the book you sell the book and also the website Boomtown Creamery and we will catch you next episode cheers hope you guys enjoyed that great episode thank you so much for listening as always huge shout out to our sponsors the oklahoma hall of fame share an oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the oklahoma hall of fame go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on instagram for daily updates at oklahoma hof our other sponsor the chickasaw nation amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned 
Oklahoma business. Down in El Reno, they're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.